are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show, bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out! The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball! Hockey. The Big Ten Championship lies on a measurement. Did he get it? No! He didn't get it! Penn State holds! They brought back the fun, they brought back the excitement, and now they brought back a Big Ten Championship. The Penn State Nittany Lions are Big Ten Champions. And the NFL. 116 to go, 41 yards. Cardona to out. How about the drive to go close it out? You see Tom Brady. Enjoy him, folks. You're never, ever going to see it again. Not in our lifetime. Nope. So here's Zerline, part one, 48 yards. And we'll end it. No good. The rain continues. Yes, it does. They've got to snap it one more time. The ball will end up in the hands of Tom Brady on the kneel down. And there it is. The dynasty continues. Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and JRAF show. I'm your host, Joe Mays, alone this evening, solo mission here, because, uh, well, you know, summer, vacations, things happen. We got our NFL preview in, that's great. Wasn't sure what I'd be doing on the show this week anyways, then things got pushed back because uh, things were a little hectic over the weekend and uh, yesterday. But I wanted to uh, do a show because I don't I don't like missing weeks of doing you know at least one show, uh, whether it's this show, the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, which I'll hopefully be doing with Brian and Brett soon, or uh, some other show. But we did miss Sunday night, so I wanted to make up for it. I was thinking about what I could do and when, and then um, lo and behold, I saw that Sunday evening before I was supposed to go on the air, uh, my Uncle Rich from Massachusetts, the huge Patriots fan, sent an email, and I figured, hey, why not open that live and read it on the show and react to it? Uh, I have not read it completely. I do know that it's obviously NFL-related, so we are going to get into that. I, I believe it is going to be his his predictions, and I actually think he uh, did a lot of work for us, and he documented our selections. So we can compare everything. I can talk about my picks, Justin's picks, and my uncle's picks, and uh, he's got some comments along the way, so we'll see what pops up. Again, I haven't read this. I just know the general idea of it, so it should be fun to... Um, to do this kind of live and hopefully uh he's listening live but if not i'm sure he'll join in in the future i will be seeing him in a, in a few weeks and that's always a good time so uh yeah so why don't we just dive into this we'll talk a little nfl again before uh doing a little friends cast this weekend i believe uh greg and laura are going to be hanging out with kelly and me and uh it's going to be a good time for sure so so i just had to make sure that all the girls were still in bed but we're good so let's uh 
let's move on here and uh, answer, excuse me, answer my uncle's email. And uh, he did that courtesy of, let's throw up the contact info here for you. Again, the May Sandwich Shop email inbox, joemaysandjraf at gmail.com. You can send your uh, questions, comments, suggestions, all that good stuff to joemaysandjraf at gmail.com. That's the May Sandwich Shop email inbox. And be sure to like us and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We broadcast this show on Facebook, Twitter, through Periscope, and also on YouTube. So, uh, you know, find your uh, favorite social platform or broadcasting platform and search Joe Mays and JRAF show, and we should pop up there so you can follow along and get our show uh, whenever and wherever and however you like. And podcasts, you know, audio only. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play. We're on SoundCloud. Those are a lot of big ones, but I believe we also have a section on Spotify, Stitcher, and uh, I'm not sure about Podbean. I don't think we're on there, but if you can't find us on your favorite, let us know and I will get us on your favorite podcast app for sure. So, all right. So email from my uncle, big New England Patriots fan. Let's see what he has to say. Hi, Joe. Not sure what is on the schedule tonight. Again, he sent this to me Sunday. But if you want, here are a few topics. Oh, good. I should have read this uh, uh, full, fully. And Well, I didn't have time Sunday night anyways, but we'll, uh, we'll give this a go. All right. So Rich says, since you gave your picks last week, I figured I would give you mine for the record. In fact, here is everyone. See, I said he's like our, he's like our secretary. So thank you, Secretary Rich. All right. So NFC North, he's going to we'll recap me and Justin. So we both went Bears. Rich joins in. He goes Bears too. So we're already identical in one NFC North. We all are on the Bears bandwagon. Chicago is the team to beat in the NFC North, according to all three of us. All right. We're going to flip-flop conferences here, back and forth, NFC to AFC. So AFC North now. Justin and I both went Pittsburgh, but he is buying into the hype. He he writes it out. Yes, I bought the hype. He is going with the Browns, which Justin and I weren't quite ready to go that direction. I think, you know, we, we talked about this we both think the Browns are going to be better this year. Push for a wild card. We're just not sure they're quite there yet. We think that they're kind of like the Jaguars from a few years ago when everyone was on, you know, on their bandwagon, thought that they were going to be good and make the playoffs. It took them a few years, and I think that's what the Browns are going to end up being. But my Uncle Rich, he has bought in completely. He has the Browns winning the AFC North. All right, NFC South. I am the lone dissenter here as I went with the Falcons, but Justin and my uncle went with the Saints. And I I, I, know I don't, there's no reason to hate on their picks. Probably many more people would hate on my pick, but I've just been on this, uh, this anti Saints and it's not from, you know, like, I don't hate the Saints. It's just, I feel like they are due for a step back every year and they keep going forward. And uh, I'm usually relatively good at this thing. I, I, I nailed a bunch of teams in the past when I thought they were getting too much hype or were due for a regression. I have been way wrong on the Saints and I'm the first to admit with that. But I, I am still, you know, I'm still uh, casting down on them this year. But Justin and Rich are still on board with Drew Brees, and they're going. They are both going with the Saints. In the AFC South, Joe and Justin and I 
went with the Colts, and that shouldn't be a surprise to anyone as uh, we are high on the Colts this year. But my uncle goes with the Texans, and I would I would love to see that because of you know we're big Bill O'Brien fans. There's a couple of Texans players we really like, Sean Watson, J.J. Watt. But we just think uh, what Andrew Luck and the Colts have been doing you know, most of last year, especially after uh, they shook the rust off at the beginning of the season, Indianapolis was a very, very strong team. And I just think there are question marks in Houston. Justin and I both agreed on that. But Rich is going with the Texans. So uh, a couple differences so far. The only one we agreed across the board was the NFC North, where we all went the, with the Bears. So we are now uh, four divisions in. Four to go, NFC West. Again, we don't have it. We're not unanimous. Rams and Seahawks are the two teams mentioned here. My uncle and I agree. We both went with the Rams to repeat and to be one of the better teams in the NFC. Justin went with the Seahawks, but again, you're not going to find a lot of fight from me on that one. I think Seattle is going to be very strong as well. They are one of my uh, wild card teams, I believe. So I, I can definitely see that happening. In the AFC West, again, we don't have a one, two, three agreement here. Justin and I were in agreement. We both went with the Chargers. There was some debate. We thought that Justin may have picked the Broncos. There was talk about that. Uh, apparently that's not true. You know, I, I trust our secretary, Rich, that he transcribed the shows properly. And he does say that both of us picked the Chargers to unseat the Chiefs. However, Rich himself is going with the Chiefs. And again, obviously, you know us. If you've been listening to the show, watching the show, you know, we're big Chiefs fans for a variety of reasons. Andy Reid's up there for one of them. But obviously, Chad Henney, who's been on our show multiple times, he's uh, the backup quarterback out there. And we want nothing but good things for him and his teammates. So I wouldn't be disappointed to see the Chiefs win the AFC West again this season. All right, here come the big ones. We're on the East Coast now. Time for East Coast bias. So we're going to jump to the NFC and do the East there. Again, no agreements. Cowboys, Eagles are the two teams picked. Justin went the homer route. We addressed that on the show a week plus ago, you know, about 10 days ago. Justin was all in on the Eagles. I'm pretty sure, I'm, I guarantee he was 16-0. I'm pretty sure he said 16-0. I think, I think we can quote Justin on that. 16-0, that's what's happening with the Eagles this year. Uh, it, it's, it's a guarantee from Justin. 16-0, they're going to run the table. So uh, you heard it here on the show a few about a week ago. Rich and I, though, think it's going to be the Cowboys who take the NFC East this season, but we are both still high on the Eagles, as both of us, Rich and I, have the Eagles making the NFC wildcard round. Now, the AFC East, okay, so we got bookend agreements, unanimous. We started at the NFC North. All of us chose the Bears. In the AFC East, all three of us went with, that's right, the Miami Dolphins. All three of us picked the Dolphins to win the AFC East this year. Um, yeah, you know that's that's not true. Not with... Uh, the way Justin and I have been talking for basically the entire length of this show, we've had to deal with the Patriots dynasty and uh, multiple appearances and Super Bowl wins by New England. And obviously, Rich isn't picking against his Patriots. So, yes, all three of us pick the Patriots to win the AFC East once again this year. No real surprises, I think, with NFC wild cards. Uh, these teams were all mentioned by me already. If they, if we didn't have a winning division, we had them in the wild cards. So my wild cards were Eagles and Seahawks, 
Justin's were Cowboys and Rams, and Rich's were Eagles and Falcons. In the AFC, I had Texans and Chiefs. Justin had Texans and Chiefs. And Rich had Colts and Chargers. So essentially, if you're in the AFC South and the AFC West, if we didn't pick you to win the division, the the other person had you in the wild card. You know, it's just... We had the Colts winning the division and the Texans in the wild card. Rich has the Texans winning the division, the Colts in the wild card. And same thing for Chiefs and Chargers. Justin and I went Chargers, Chiefs wild card. Rich went Chiefs division, Chargers wild card. But we're pretty, I mean, despite having some differences in the division regular season champ, we're pretty spot on with all the teams. I think the only one that's a little bit of a surprise for all of us, and it's the only one that appears Anywhere is in the AFC North with Brown Steelers. We all only have one team coming out of the North. And Justin and I both went with Pittsburgh. And Rich, like he said, he bought into the hype of the Browns. So that will be the big determining factor of uh, who's going to come out on top. Is it going to be one of the uh, the show hosts here, me or Justin? Or is it going to be uh, our, our listener and my uncle Rich? Uh, it comes down to the North. So Watch, uh, watch. The Bengals will surprise everyone, and they'll win the division, and we'll all, well, and everyone out there would look uh, silly because no one saw that coming. But let's get to the big one. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. The matchups were: I had Colts Rams, Justin had Colts Eagles, and my uncle has Patriots Saints, which was a possibility last year. The winner. Remember, I had the Colts over the Rams when we talked on episode 282. Justin had his Eagles. Remember, we talked about it. Justin's all in on the Eagles issue. He's talking 19-0. and 0. He's ready to go. He says Eagles over Colts. And my uncle, of course, goes with the Patriots. Who else? Over Drew Brees and the Saints. I, honestly, I mean, I think all distinct possibilities... You know, the Saints one, man, if that would happen, I, I I wouldn't be disappointed because I'm a fan of Drew Brees. You know, I, I have no problem with the Saints. They probably should have been there last year. I just, man, I just think they're going to take a step back. I just don't see them making it to the Super Bowl. But, hey, crazier things have happened. We all are pretty, you know, as much as we know every year, there's so much turnover in terms of teams making the playoffs we didn't really stick our, stick our necks out there that all that much a lot of these teams made the playoffs last year and you know we don't really have much turnover so we may be way off or you know maybe this will be the first time in a long time that there's a, there uh isn't much parity and you know, they all are, all these teams are putting together a little bit of run. So, uh, the email is not over though from Rich. So let's, uh, let's check out his second point of interest as he writes it. He says, Patriot training camp starts this week on Thursday, July 25th. I think a, a bunch of teams start, uh, in two days from now and will allow fans to attend Friday and Saturday. Now you he says your Philadelphia Eagles. That's clearly not not directed at me. Uh, now your Philadelphia Eagles also start soon and are charging ten dollars for their fans to attend practice. Is that any way to treat your fans? Charge them to watch, as Chris Carter would say. Come on, man. Well, I'm not an Eagles fan. Um, I have no, you know, no beef in this fight. No, uh, I mean. I, it's a, I know it's weird in on one hand, it's a business, you know, but on the other hand, you know, it is just practice. People are complaining all the time about, um, the, the preseason games, 
you know, do we really have to charge for practice? I mean, it's one of those things. They'll they'll charge you if people will pay it. If people won't pay it, they won't charge you. So if the Eagles fans don't want to pay it, you need everyone to not show up, and then the Eagles will, you know, what's the point then? Why charge if no one's going to show up if you're going to drive people away? But I don't know. I don't really have uh, too much to say about that. I have really very little interest in going to a practice or preseason game. You know, if I was if I was invited and had the time and could go, sure, I would stop by. But I'm not sure I would wanna would wanna spend money to do so. I'm much more interested in the real deal on Sundays. So, sure, why not? Come on, man. All right, third. Tell me what the problem is with the Phillies. Oh, well, I don't think we have. You know an hour to go on. And this would definitely be a lot more interesting. If uh, Justin was here, he would have a lot to say about the Phillies, but what's wrong with the Phillies? Well, they're incredibly inconsistent. They do not have the offense when they need it. And when the offense seems to be clicking, the pitching isn't doing so. And, or you can even break it down farther. If they're getting starting pitching, they're not getting any relief pitching and vice versa. When their, their starters come out early, all of a sudden the relievers throw, you know, five innings of, you know, few hit, no run ball. It's just, it's not, they're, they're not cohesive. They're not gelling. Uh, I like the swagger at times, but they're just not living up to the hype. Uh, and it's interesting to me. And I read, I, you know, I read all the Phillies articles put out on the athletic. And just recently they talked about how clutch Bryce Harper has been w- because of his ability to perform with runners in scoring position. He has, you know, exceeded expectations, expectations. I believe he's has his, he's performing at his best this season with runners in scoring position. His bigger problem is that, you know, not every at bat happens with guys on in front of you. And that, I mean, that's a greater team problem. You know, if, uh, you know, McCutcheon going down didn't help at all, but if the players in front of Bryce aren't getting on, Bryce is cool at the plate. So that, I mean, that's, a larger issue. I, I I mean, I hate people that go after uh, Harper as the main reason because it's just it's not true. I mean, could he be doing better across the board? Sure, but he's. I mean, when it comes to time to perform, when you've got guys on and you need runs, you want Bryce at the plate, and he is he is playing incredibly well with runners in scoring position. So the guys in front of him got to keep getting on, and that would hopefully solve some of the offensive issues. And obviously, one of the big problems with the Phillies this year has been injuries. They have not been lucky with injuries whatsoever. The the relievers have been absolutely decimated, and this goes back to spring training and the lead-up to the start of the season. Then the season barely started, and they're dropping relievers left and right. Now you got you know Arietta's fighting through the bone spur, and he's only able to make it maybe five innings each time he starts, which puts more pressure on the bullpen. And you know you can go on and on with just bad luck and uh who knows if it'll last hopefully the phillies will correct themselves i believe in what about eight days is the trade deadline they've been adding pieces here and there not giving up anything you know all uh cash considerations or future considerations and things like that they haven't moved any of their pieces any of their developing talent so we'll see uh we'll see what happens in in the next week plus do the phillies add a starting pitcher They'll have to give up a lot, and I'm not sure anyone out there can really help them in the long run. If they do, I hope they're locking someone in for a, you know a couple years at least, and not just a few month rental. Are they going to find another bench guy or an outfielder? 
Or are they going to go reliever route? Or are they not going to do anything? Are they going to say, you know, what well, we put this team together in the spring thinking that you could get it done? Let's see you get it done. I don't know. We'll see. Let's see. I mean, the the Phillies were, were the hot topic, you know, in March and April, and they got off to a great start. Um, you know, they, they tailed off a little bit, but it was still still fun in May. But then, man, June and July, they just just bad, just, just been bad. You know, they're fighting for that last wild card spot. They have been leading the division for a while and now they're uh, looking up at the Braves and, and the nationals and it's just, uh, it hasn't come together and that, that magic at the beginning of the year has worn off, but they need to find it again. If they hope to uh, make noise when it matters once, uh, you know, once this end of September and October get here, all bets are off, but can the Phillies make it for the first time since 2011? I have no idea. I hope so. It's fun when the Phillies are relevant. It's a lot of fun because Phillies baseball, you know, growing up, you know, through my college years and then into uh, the first few years that I was married and moved back into the area, the Phillies were were so much fun to watch. And this, I mean, this is before they even got really good because in college, you know, I'm talking oh four, oh five, oh six, like those years, those kind of those bridge years where you could see something brewing with the young talent that they had. It was so much fun, and yeah, they ripped our heart out a couple times. You know, not not quite getting it done with the wild card, but then 07 happened. And obviously we know what happened after that. So Phillies baseball is incredibly important to the city and the area. And obviously to my friends and family. And I just wish that the, they could put it together because you know, they're, they're, they're about to lose. If they haven't already, they're about to lose the audience. Cause once football starts and especially Eagles football, not too many people are going to be talking about the Phillies, especially if they're playing like they are now. And they're not even being awful like they were at the end of last season, but they're only being 500 or average, and that's not what you know the ownership expected or the fans expected. So they, they got to get more consistency. They need people to step up. They can't have one guy hot and eight guys cold. Or you know the starting pitcher throws seven innings, and then you have a reliever and the closer blow it. They got to get together as a team. They got to figure it out. And uh you know, I think I, feel, I think they will. I th- I think we're going to see a little bit of a rebound. I'm not going to say they're going to catch the Braves and win the division, but I think they can catch the Nationals and 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 make that wild card spot. And then once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. So might not not guarantee anything, but I think uh, I think they're going to turn it around. I think they're going to make a push for it, and I I think they're going to get it. So we'll see in a little bit, a uh, couple you know two months from now, and uh, maybe I'll look crazy, but by then who cares? Football will be. You know, we'll be in the, like the fourth week of football season pro and even farther in, in high school and college. And if the Phillies fail to make the playoffs, no one's going to be talking about it because it's something that, uh, you know, the summer swoon was here. So it probably doesn't matter anymore. All right. Let's see. I've got anything else from him. Uh, he says, we, the Red Sox, are having problems because we didn't resign our closer, but you guys went out and bought the team. Well, I mean... Harper, thirteen, you know, thirteen years, three hundred thirty million, sure. But I, I mean, the other guys are pretty, pretty standard veteran contracts, and one of them's not even, not even healthy enough to play anymore. But Reese Hoskins, there's a lot of homegrown guys, though. I mean, I don't, I don't buy in for a second that the Phillies went out and bought the team because that's absurd and ludicrous. Um, you know, and, and maybe their best players aren't homegrown talent, but you know, one could say that Scott Kingery pretty darn good and they also called up a whole bunch of their recent draft picks and you know, they've moved guys quickly through the system um you know sure they're not performing great but pavetta and Eflin. um i always forget uh, who's the other one not velasquez oh i'm not gonna remember 
you know, and, and these guys haven't. St- I mean, that is another reason the Phillies have struggled this year is because they made a bet on these arms, these quasi young arms, that they were going to, you know, finally get to that point where they needed them to be, and they've just been incredibly inconsistent. Oh, Eikhoff, Eikhoff, they're at Eikhoff. So, like, Eikhoff, Pavetta, and Eflin, they needed, you know, two, at least two of them to step up, get better reach a point where they can be a reliable three, four or five guy and Pavetta, Eflin, Eikhoff and Velasquez. I know not homegrown. He's acquired in trade, but you know, those guys, they, they have, they haven't done it this year. They haven't done it this year. They've been relying on Nola who had a rocky start, but has seemed to figure it out. And uh, Arietta, who, you know, he's not the same guy that he was just a few years ago with the Cubs. So, but I mean, no, the Phillies didn't buy the team. They bought a guy made a huge deal with Bryce Harper, and then they brought in a few guys around him, and they made some great trades. I mean, they had the trade for Segura. They had the trade from Real Muto. They gave up pieces from their farm system to get that. And the only guy that they went out and got with big money was Harper, and they supplemented with McCutcheon, and they added Robertson. But, like, no. I mean, Harper's the only one. The rest of this team, uh, a good amount of this team was acquired either coming up through the system or using system pieces to trade to get. The only... One they broke the bank for was Harper. All right. So I appreciate the show or the, excuse me, the email from my uncle. And it's always fun to hear from him and talk with him, especially football, even though, uh, you know, we got to listen to him talk about his Patriots over and over and over again. But I think that's, uh, we're going to wrap it up here. I didn't have a ton to say this evening. Just wanted to answer his email and, uh, you know, it's always fun to talk uh, football and throw a little bit of baseball in. Uh, again, the Joe Mays and J-Ref show will be back this weekend for episode 284, Sunday evening. It's not going to be sports-related, so this is your warning now. If you're not interested in, uh, you know, the Friends talk that we've been doing, uh, you know, a few times earlier this year, this won't be the show for you. But if you do want to join us live, I think we're talking something Disney-related, whether it's going to be Disney movies and animation or Pixar stuff or songs and music. Um, we'll see what we come up with, but I do think it's going to be something to do with Disney. So if you're into that kind of stuff, uh, you'll want to join us to hear uh, Greg and Laura, Kelly and myself, maybe maybe another person we'll see, just uh, talk about your know, favorite movies or favorite songs from uh, from Disney. So, But I think that's it. Uh, happy belated birthday to Laura, and happy early birthday to Justin, and actually uh, our... Uh, our friend's daughter also celebrating tomorrow as well, the 24th. So happy birthday to all of you. Uh, thanks for joining me, and I'll be back in a few days. And Justin and I will be back with Bulldog Hour stuff starting in August through October into November. There actually won't be a sports version of the Joe Mays and JR show for a long time. I can't even give you a date because I don't know when it'll be. But stay tuned to jmnjrradio.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at the Joe Mays and JRAF Show. And you can find out when we'll be back to talk sports. And obviously we'll be talking, you know, mid-season, mid-to-late-season NFL action. So until next time, I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and JRAF Show. Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Facebook Live and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter and stay up to date with the guys at JoeMaysAndJRaff.com. 
The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. For more info, visit jmnjrradio.com.